We are here with Milana. Is that is that pronounced right? That's it, yeah, that's yeah, it. Yeah. Where did the name actually come from? So there's this little village in the mountains in India called Milana. Um, okay. And it's just a really interesting place. Like these people, they think they're like the descendants of Alexander the Great or something like that. So you can't touch them. You can't okay. go into their shops. What, they're every, really like, everybody really, in the village? Yeah. Totally weird. Okay. But, yeah, cool little play. So you must have um, you must have found some real inspiration in that village. Do you feel like you might be related to Alexander the Great now? <laughs> having, having met them, nah, nah, I, I, I don't think so. I think they'd say otherwise as well. How how have you been? How are you? Yeah, I've been good. I'm doing all right. I mean, these are wild times, but yeah, keeping on. Good, good, good. Are you um, are you working like normal or because you do sound engineer stuff, don't you? Yeah, I do a few sort of sound engineering jobs in my in my spare time, but primarily I'm a, I'm a lecturer at Access to Music, so oh, right. that's kind of what I've been doing mainly. But um, obviously teaching remotely via Zoom chat, web chats, all that good stuff. Yeah, yeah. How um how is life at Access to Music? You must see like quite a lot of really talented youngsters coming up. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's wicked. I teach them a degree course, so yeah. they're a little bit older. Okay. But yeah, I love it. I love it. It's amazing. They know their stuff and they're a bit more sure of what direction their music is going in and things like that. Yeah, totally. That's kind of, that's kind of the, the bonus of working with sort of students that are a little bit older. Yeah. And that they've obviously, they're investing a lot of money in the degree course, so they're sort of committed to it and obviously slightly more engaged perhaps. So yeah. No, it's amazing. I love it. Yeah, I guess that's going to be a big thing now for like the next lot of freshers, isn't it? See and um, see what happens with that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, whereabouts are you right now? Paint right now, paint as a picture. <laughs> that's where I'm right now. Yeah, I'm in Attleborough. I'm are at home you? in Attleborough. All oh, right, okay, okay. Yeah. So sunny then. Yeah, of course. Sunny Norfolk, sunny Attleborough. Yeah, it's all good. Yeah. <laughs> cool. What would you have been doing right now if it wasn't actually for lockdown? Other than like you're, you right. obviously weren't going to be in Attleborough, I'm guessing. Yeah, absolutely. Still in Attleborough. Um, yeah, I mean, I think I'd be doing kind of the same thing, just at home, making tunes, trying yeah. to make tunes, that kind of thing. Yeah. You didn't have any um, any festivals or any gigs or anything like that booked. I mean, I was. I was lined up to do wild paths in october oh. but obviously that's kind of in the bin now which is a shame but yeah real shame actually considering like how well yeah. the last one went yeah absolutely and that was going to be my kind of debut live live set so yeah. i haven't really done any live stuff so far but that was going to be kind of my debut live one. Oh right okay oh no but hopefully next year we'll see yeah yeah i'm sure um i'm sure it's not gonna die off is it they they will definitely no, 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 something no, no, even absolutely. even better, I'd imagine. <laughs> did you um did you get to any of the gigs at the first festival they did? Yeah, I did. I saw loads of loads of my mates playing. I saw Hex Friends, Pin Up. Mm. Um, I went to the Waterfront and saw what they called Mob Mob Happy. Okay, no, I think I, I think it's it's not my usual vibe, but I was bang into it. It's proper rocky. I was into oh, okay. it. It's decent. Cool. Do you um do you find that like when you're working also with like people that are doing um, 
uh, working with different genres, do you find that that influences you much or does it have an opposite effect of making you want to steer clear of certain musical styles? Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I draw influence from kind of kind of everything. I think everything I've done since I started making music on sports scene has kind of influenced me in some way. So I think it's really important, especially today and with the way we consume music today from sort of all different places and from all different genre, different genres. I think it's really important to kind of draw from as much as you can, basically. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's good to um, see a positive in all the different genres, isn't it? Absolutely. Something to be learned, something to be gained from kind of everything, I think, definitely. Yeah, yeah. So you won uh, Top Tune against uh, Cynical with the track now it's whatever it's it's a it's a pretty um chilled kind of breakup song is that what you uh planned like originally when you were making it yeah to to an extent i mean there's the the kind of the vocal the sampled vocal hook slash motif is kind of it repeats you never loved me but that's it's kind of, instead of speaking from the perspective of someone saying that to you perhaps it's kind of it came from my own sort of conflicted conflicted view or opinion or do you know what i mean that conflicted sense of whether I've, I've been in love or not basically and that's kind of where it came from so it's kind of me speaking to my, myself perhaps in a way or speaking to that other person so it's not sort okay. of the you never love me coming from someone else has kind of come from myself in a way Oh, okay, okay. Is that um is that your general like process when it comes to writing music? Do you like work with lyrics first or do you use like track beats first? No, I mean it can come from anywhere. So it totally depends. Sometimes I'll start with a vocal sample that I've plucked from somewhere. Sometimes I'll start with kind of the instrumental track and find a sort of vocal sample or an instrumental sample that kind of fits that. But mm. there's no sort of set process. It's kind of just, I start uh, with something. Yeah. See where it takes. Me. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that must be quite interesting. So, have you got um, have you got some other tunes in uh, in working right now? Or? I do, I do. So, I've got my new single, Candy, out next month, July the tenth. Yeah. So that's about just over two weeks now, I think. Okay, that's is that Friday? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Friday. So, um, like music that is. Um, like released like, release at like HMV and places like that. People tend to re release their music on Fridays, don't they, for the actual like official chart? Do you think that that's something to um, sort of key in with and keep keep in line with, even um, when you're just sort of starting out? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, kind of start as you mean to go up, and like with your first release, your first two or three releases, like it's very unlikely that you're going to be charting. But I mean. I think it's good to set that precedent from the start. Yeah, yeah. And industry trends, basically, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely um, going to work out well getting in, into some good habits to begin with, isn't it? That's it. Yeah, I saw. I've been um, I've been looking at your YouTube channel, and um, so I think I think you released your first video or track on YouTube about what was it nine months ago, ten months ago? Yeah, it was in August. That's yeah. it. Yeah. It's going really well. So like, you've got loads of views happening. That, that's really good. That must be nice to see. Yeah, and no, it is really nice to see. I mean, kind of the way I started out was 
as a beat maker more than a producer. So I kind of just writing instrumental beats yeah. for rappers and for singers. And that was kind of one of the first ones I uploaded it. It wasn't intended to be like my own release. It was sort of an instrumental for a, sing a, a singer or a rapper to sort of put their, put their bit on. But it kind of, it kind of took off on its own. And yeah, it's doing pretty well. So was it slightly unexpected for you then, um, starting as an yeah, artist yourself? Completely. Yeah, that's it. As I said, I never intended for it to be kind of a single release under my Milana artist's name. It was kind of just something to to look to build sort of collaborations with, essentially. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, you, you've created something much more than that now. Um, when you're using vocals, uh, I can hear like female and male vocals. Are you the guy vocalist? I'm not, not at all. Nah. No, oh. <laughs> <laughs> no I, I, I find sort of vocal samples sort of wherever I can, basically. So sometimes I lift them from acapellas and I sort of manipulate them in a way that almost makes them unrecognisable, essentially. Or I'll use sort of royalty-free websites like Splice and things like that that provide yeah. sort of royalty-free samples for people to use. Oh, okay, okay. I, I was actually looking at um, at the uh, the video for now. It's whatever. Um, did you did you make that video? Because the video is like sim a similar sort of like mm -hmm. hypnotic <laughs> kind of style as the um, actual music, isn't it? Yeah, totally. I mean, that was kind of the intention, but I didn't make it. Um, my good friend Phil Whitten, who does sort of illustrations, animations, graphic design, all that kind of stuff, he helped. He hopped on it. And I kind of said to him, I'd want something that loops for six seconds, basically. And that was pretty much all I gave him. Yeah. And what he came up with, he thought, bang on, was exactly what I wanted, basically. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, it definitely draws you in. I'm just waiting for the hand to, like, finally catch, um, like, the blue yeah, ring yeah, yeah. sort of separate. And it just never happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's a wicked little fight he's done. I was shocked with it when he sent it over. I was like, yeah, I'm not sick. Let's go with it. Yeah, yeah, it works really well. Was that intentional for, it, like, something that both of you decided together to actually end it, um, like, with the hand not actually catching anything ever? No, I mean, all I gave him was, I said to him, I want something that kind of loops for about six seconds. Um, and the cues that I gave him were just kind of, I want some, something to do with hands, yeah. something pretty, some pretty colours, something like that. And that was literally it. And he just took it from there. He just gave you everything that you asked for. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And in fact, we've done the, um, the cover out for my next single, which I haven't put out yet. I'll be putting it out in a week or so. Okay. But yeah, he's done that as well. Yeah. Oh, awesome. So um, is he like logged in as the graphic designer now? In a way, yeah. And I, yeah. I mean, He's a good friend of mine anyway, but I think it's good to sort of keep that stylistic consistency and to maintain that sort of aesthetic by sticking with the same, the yeah, same does, person, um, I think. It does look really nice. It's nice that he's using, um, uh, like, the artist name right at the beginning also. It makes it seem um, a bit more, like, cinematic, doesn't it? Yeah, totally. That's it. I mean, with the artwork from this new single, he's kind of taken a few elements from that video Yeah, and sort of repurposed them for, for this single. So there's kind of a running theme perhaps. And there's one more single to come out that was written sort of amongst these first two kind of in the same period. So they were kind of tied together. So kind of the overall or the overarching theme for that is to have sort of perhaps something else drawn from that single video or from, from the cover art that sort of works with the third release. Um, are you um, are you telling people the name of the third one? 
the, of the of the trilogy yet, or are you waiting for that? Well, I'll drop that after Candy. I'll yeah. drop that a couple of weeks after Candy, I reckon. Yeah. Okay, okay. I haven't heard Candy yet, but I did see that um, BBC Introducing have already uh, stuck it on uh, on their system. Yeah, totally. No, it was wicked to find out. I mean, they played it last night. I got the email through this morning. So, yeah, yeah it's good to see that it's getting, getting airplay ready. Yeah, yeah. Really pleasing. Yeah, that's really good. It must be really exciting to actually hear your music on the radio, like, after, what, sort of really starting as an artist, like, 10 months ago, less than a year ago. Yeah, no, absolutely. Like, it's all it's all going... I'm kind of where I wanted, wanted to be at this stage, so... Yeah, I think I'm on track. Yeah, it's nice to see um, when you're talking about you and Phil, like it seems like both of you are like sort of starting a journey together of developing both of your styles, but taking it um, taking it slowly to actually be able to sort of understand what you're doing and what direction you want to go in, but things are still going really quickly for you. Yeah, musically it's kind of where I want it to be at the minute. Um, artistically, on Phil's side, he's doing some really good stuff mm-hmm. for me and his own, for his own personal projects. So yeah, I'm really happy with how it's all going. Cool. Have you, um, have you, I know that Wildcrafts is going to be something that you're doing, but I'm, I'm guessing that that might not necessarily be your first gig now. Have you started thinking about the future after lockdown? Yeah, I mean, I have actually. It's funny you should say, today is my first kind of live performance practice with a friend of mine I'm going to get on the drums um, to sort out a live set. So, yeah, trying to get on top of it now. So when when the venues and the pubs and all that stuff opens again, I can sort of jump straight in and get straight on it. Yeah, yeah, that'd be good. Where um, where would be like your sort of like top places to play in Norfolk? Oh man, it's got to be got to be the standard. So Waterfront um, yeah. Arts Centre. Uh, where else? Open, open's not a thing now, is it? No, like, is it no, that, that's a really sh- real shame. That's going to be a massive hit to Norwich. When yeah, totally. I mean, that club room was like a really banging little venue. Um, yeah, a lot of people started out there. But um, I don't know. Have you heard of like Gringos? People are people are sort of um, kicking things off with their uh, musical careers there. It seems right now. Well, not not right now, but <laughs> before the lockdown, they were. Um, showcasing a lot of like new and upcoming artists yeah totally and i mean i think um they sort of allow artists to book book the space out themselves or, or something like that. it's quite it's quite a relaxed process i think so perhaps maybe for a single a future single release something like that could be a good little spot to go Ooh. ahead with it yeah that would be a good little spot that that could be an exclusive <laughs> yes. um so you're releasing the trilogy of singles this year. Um, I guess yeah. that's what you'd sort of planned before lockdown sort of came into action. Is the trilogy, yeah, is the single trilogy like the beginning of a short EP? Okay. Potentially, yeah. I mean, my, pla- my, my plans are kind of to put them all out as singles and then perhaps once they're all out, just compile them together as an EP. Because I mean, they're all written around the same time, as I said, they've all got similar all touching on similar sort of themes there's a lot of like um loss and grief going on with uh yeah absolutely yeah do you think that's something that we can continue after the trilogy perhaps i don't know i mean sort of i wrote all those 
those tracks kind of two almost two years ago now i started writing them two years ago yeah. and i was in a totally different headspace back then sort of where i'm at right now so okay i think the themes will end up with future releases but i think i'm gonna i'm gonna try and keep it all as, as sort of personal as possible so i think it's really important to sort of put put as much of yourself into your music as you can and sort of express that vulnerability because i think that's something that people really connect with yeah yeah 100 percent. yeah you have to be um open and honest don't you as much as uh yeah as much as possible that must be quite um difficult as an artist because you're obviously used to um being a producer really um at the beginning uh do you find it difficult to be in that sort of open and candid about things in your music no, I don't know. I don't, I don't think so. I mean, I've always been quite an open person in general and sort of comfortable with expressing my emotions. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I don't think there's too much too much of a change there. I think the main difference between being a producer for other people and being an artist is kind of maintaining objectivity when you're writing and releasing stuff. Cause it's so easy to, to question yourself when you're working on your own stuff and you're thinking... Is this any good? Is this rubbish? Because you get sort of so tunnel vision with it. You're just working on it nonstop for so long that you can totally lose kind of objectivity. Mm. And the main difference is kind of when you're working with someone else, it's easier to perhaps take a step back and view the whole picture sort of more more objectively. I guess um, I guess that's where uh, you and Phil are going to be able to sort of help each other out really, isn't it? Totally. In a, in, in a way, definitely. I mean... With all this stuff, I always try and show it to sort of my friends and sort of as many people as possible before before I release it, so they can tell me kind of whether it's decent or whether it's rubbish, basically. Do you, do you get many negative reviews from friends and family? Well, the thing that you can't really trust them because they're not going to say it's rubbish, are they? No, they're so liars. <laughs> <laughs> they're not though. But I'd imagine I'd, I was going to say I bet that you don't get many negative uh, reviews anyway. Yeah, I mean that, that's the thing. Like, no, no one's gonna, no one's gonna say it to your face, are they? That they think your stuff is black or they think your stuff is rubbish. But no, I mean, hopefully, hopefully, sort of everyone kind of, if they if they don't dig it, they kind of appreciate it. Hopefully. So you um you must have like a a select few then that you're playing tracks to to start with, like people that you obviously trust their their musical tastes. Yeah, that's it. Absolutely. So. My friends, um, Louis and Jesse and Pinops, like I always give them a little a little taste of what I'm working on just so you can give me a bit of feedback. Yeah. A few other musician mates just to say again whether this is good or whether it's rubbish kind of thing. But yeah, that's it. I guess um I guess having like a lot of sort of musical friends and connections, um, like you don't get the sort you must not just get the standard sort of feedback like, Oh yeah, yeah, it's really good. You must get some actual um detailed musician-like feedback which must be loads more helpful really for sure for sure in a way but I mean I think I think it's really important not to have kind of those people listening to your stuff and it is important to have people that are just into music or just passively listen to music to give you that feedback because as I said it's that whole thing about objectivity like if you listen to if you show a producer your track they're gonna sort of listen to it in producer mode and not perhaps listener sort of fan consumer mode which is sometimes yeah. what kind of me okay what can you tell us about your process when you were actually producing the now it's whatever track 
Oh, what was the process for that? I was yeah, like with that one. Did you start with the lyrics or the track, or how did how did that actually happen? That track. Well, with that one, I started demoing it when when I was traveling around India. So I just had like this kind of rubbish laptop, not my proper not my proper proper like music laptop, just this little rubbish thing that I had and some sort of cheapy headphones. <laughs> and I think I started laying down kind of drum beat just in this hostel I was in. Yeah. So I think I started with the drums. Um, I found this, I think I sampled a pad sound from somewhere. And then, yeah, again, I think I lifted, I lifted the vocals from some, some acapella on YouTube somewhere. I can't remember, I can't remember where, but yeah, I think I started with the drums, then lay down the instrumental with the pads, with the keys, all that stuff. And then, okay. yeah, I think I found the vocal and that was kind of it. So I, sh I, I sort of started putting it together while I was away. And then when I came back to England, I sort of just polished it basically. Yeah. I suppose, um, like, whilst you're away, did you, like, sort of struggle to find that balance of um, having a sort of creative outlet as well as enjoying being away and where you were? Yeah, no, that's a good question. I mean, in a sense, um, no, because kind of, I didn't feel any pressure to write. There wasn't really pressure on me to write. I could have happily done that time away without writing anything, but... Mm. So I just started writing whenever I felt felt like it, basically, whenever I felt inspired to write. So, yeah. Hence the uh, not the uh, massively high-spec laptop with you then. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's it. I mean, I only brought it to, like, watch Netflix and watch, like, silly videos on YouTube. But, yeah, kind of worked out. Like how, um, how did the actual trip go? Do you think that that actually gave you um, much sort of inspiration and influences to be looking at? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, kind of, that's the time where I did sort of all this reflection and sort of self-introspection, and that's kind of what sparked sort of the themes for these three releases. So, yeah, it was really integral to these tracks, I think. Yeah, an important uh, trip then. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So, um, when we were talking about a potential EP, have you, have you started... <coughs> creating any other music right now apart from the um, single trilogy that you're releasing? Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of working on music sort of all the time, but it's just deciding what, what I put out and what I don't feel is good enough to put out. So yeah, it's, it's always that process of writing, refining, deciding what I think should go out and what isn't good enough basically. So yeah, at the minute it's just those three tracks yeah. and I'm still kind of as I said, just finding it and trying to pick pick the next ones, yeah. I think you're 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 pretty much already riding a, a pretty big wave, aren't you, already on the um well, the the one and a half I guess tracks because people can hear candy, can't they? But it's not actually out until Friday. Yeah, totally. I mean I mean I think it's really important to kind of be consistent. I mean I think we're just in an age where people consume music differently now. So they listen to music on Spotify, streaming, YouTube, SoundCloud, all this stuff, and perhaps not listening to sort of extended EPs or albums like they used to. So I think that's why it's kind of important to steadily release a stream of singles instead of not releasing anything for a year, then putting twelve tracks out in an album. <laughs> sort of doing it all. So yeah, I'm pretty committed to just releasing a sort of steady stream of singles at this stage. Yeah, yeah, well, what, what you're doing is working, so yeah, there's no no need to sort of change the 
the format anytime soon, is there, by the looks of it? Uh, thank you for chatting with us, Jvalana. Uh Would you like to introduce your winning top tune track? Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, so yeah, thanks Outline Magazine. Uh... This week the people's pick top tune is now it's whatever. This is Outline and you are listening to the top tune.
Thanks so much to Milana for being our first guest on Top Tune Encore. We'll be running the next Top Tune, People's Pick, on Monday 13th, with the top two tracks suggested going head-to-head for the win on Thursday 16th. So get those dates in your diary now and make sure you don't miss out. The winning track will be featured on our Top Tune playlist as usual, promoted on our social media accounts, and now the band, artists or DJs will be on the next Top Tune Encore interview. So that's all to play for, and it's anybody's game. Good luck, Norwich.